So there are things that will impact you before a job interview that can negatively affect your performance. And we are going to counteract that with caffeine intake if you are you know, keen on taking coffee or tea or chewing a caffeine gum. And I'm going to talk about all the different options with you in this episode. Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. Hello and welcome back, job hunters and career enthusiasts. I'm so happy you have joined me for this episode because it is about one of my favorite things on earth, coffee. In fact, it's not just about coffee, but caffeine in general. So even if you don't like coffee, there are other caffeine drinks and gums that you can take to help you perform at your best during job interviews or When you have those important work presentations, boardroom meetings, crucial negotiations, anything that you may be preparing for that may be causing anxiety and stress, but they are part and parcel of an executive career. You may have something like that coming up in your work or as part of your career development. So don't shy away from this episode and let's dive right in. And if you're thinking of skipping this episode because you don't take any caffeine at all, you will be surprised by what I have to say towards the end of this episode. So please stick around because I have options for you too, and I will discuss them later in this episode. But first, I want to remind you that I have free resources for you. When you join my email list, I will send you the two documents I give all my clients when they first join me. It's my guidebook so that you know what works when taking the first steps towards your next job and my email template to help my clients connect with recruiters and hiring managers in a very professional way. So the guidebook will have um, important information that I give or everybody that comes in touch with me about job hunting and career progression in the email template you can use to adapt it to your own style or industry or sector. But it's so good and it works every time. So sign up for my mailing list. I will also send you a weekly newsletter for career advancement. And that newsletter includes all the future episodes of the Job Hunting Podcast. I send one newsletter a week to let you know that there is a new episode available to you. Plus, I also send you curated articles and resources, live coaching, session invitations, special events and discounts, which I only share with my mailing list. So to sign up, go to renatabernardi.com forward slash join. And if you 
don't remember or can't spell my name, (laughs) there's a link to it in the episode show notes or in the job hunting podcast blog. So find it there, sign up and join because it will be important for your career progression. In addition to the link to join my mailing list, you will also find any other links and resources that are mentioned in my episodes in the episode show notes or on the podcast blog. So make sure that you always reach out to those when I'm talking. You don't need to take notes. I mean, you can, um, but you will have those uh, links in the episode show notes. So remember that. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast, by the way. Make sure that you subscribe wherever you found us. Um, We're available on almost all popular podcast apps. If I'm missing any, please let me know. We try to make sure that we're available everywhere. So please like us, write a positive review or give us a five star rating. It really helps us immensely. It makes a huge impact on this podcast future success. If you give us a thumbs up, a five star rating or write us a review. Thank you so much in advance for your support. So as you know, one of my services is I provide one-on-one consultations with anyone that needs help with their careers. You can book that on my website and mostly people book them to prepare them for job interviews. There is a a range of reasons why you would book a a one-hour coaching session with me, but I have to admit a lot of the times it's um, people that are getting ready for job interviews and good on them because preparing for job interviews makes a huge difference. It's highly correlated to your success and getting the job, which is ultimately what you want, what you want to do. So I'm very happy to do those consultations. And one of the first things that I ask that really surprises my clients is I ask them about their caffeine intake. Tell me about your caffeine intake routine. And there are lots of other weird questions that I ask when people sign up with me for those consultations. And I I can see because it's a Zoom meeting, I can see that they're puzzled and quite surprised. Um, I'm not going to give away all of my tricks and secrets because that's my IP and I share that only with my clients. But I decided that it would be great to talk to you about coffee. You know why? Because caffeine is consumed by over 80% of US adults. Now, I don't have statistics for other countries. This podcast is listened in dozens of countries, so apologies for that. But I am assuming that wherever you are in the world, you're drinking coffee or caffeine, or you know a lot of people that do. And, you know, it's part of our 21st century culture. It's what we do now. And there are ways to use coffee and caffeine to boost your performance. There are several research that have been done in the US, in Australia and in many other countries that examine the effects that caffeine has on your cognitive and physical function and performance. Job interviews require a lot of complex decision making, really high cognitive functions and also motor processing and movement as well. You know, another trick that I talk to my clients about is about body language and your tone of your voice. You have to have this holistic and very complex set of um, strategies in motion to 
ensure that you're wowing the interviewers, that you're really making a high impact and a successful um, presentation to them. So um, there are things that will impact you before a job interview that can negatively affect your performance. Um, and we are going to counteract that with caffeine intake. If you are, you know, keen on taking coffee or tea or chewing a caffeine gum, and I'm going to talk about all the different options with you in this episode. What research has found is that low to moderate caffeine doses improves alertness, vigilance, attention, reaction time, and attention to improve your performance, whatever it is that you're doing. Less consistent effects are observed on memory and high order executive functions, such as judgment and decision making. But I have to um, put a critical eye on that because you see most of the observations are done with um, uh, people in the military, first responders, transport workers, factory shift workers, all of which require optimal physical function to ensure success and safety in the workplace and productivity and all of that. So I'm not really sure that there has been a lot of research that has observed um, memory and higher order executive function, which are necessary for a successful job interview to happen, right? But I'm going to just extrapolate um, and use those caffeine research um, focused on performance and high performance to say, look, I think it's very worth you considering your caffeine intake before a job interview to make sure that you're maximizing maximizing your chances of success, right? So we've been discussing low doses of caffeine intake. Now, what about high doses? Research has shown that high doses of caffeine intake has a positive effect on physical performance on a vast array of physical performance metrics, such as time to exhaustion, time trial, muscle strength and endurance, high intensity sprints, things that are typical of team sports. And that's why these researchers have focused so much on caffeine intake. Uh, It's usually to help athletes, like I said, and also people in the military, first respondents and all of that. So it's really interesting to see the correlation between caffeine and high performance. Whenever I've read um, articles that have a, a title that seems to contradict the link between caffeine and high performance, It's in fact inviting people to consider taking less caffeine so that they can respond better to caffeine when they need it (laughs) for high performance. So it's not like, you know, you might sort of Google it and see a few articles that say, oh, you know, athletes shouldn't be taking caffeine. And what, what the article actually is saying, if you read it fully, is that 
caffeine it does help you perform better, but it's probably a good idea for you to lower your dose or don't take any caffeine. Go to cold turkey, as they say, so that when you actually need that boost um, that the caffeine can do to your body and your mind, you will be more um, sensitive. You, you have more of that sensitivity to it. So I, I have tried it this week <laughs> and I'll tell you a little bit about it. I've done myself like a guinea pig um, experiment with a sample of one to see uh, if that worked. Um, so, you know, you have all that research, but you may may have also noticed from personal experience that, you know, if you stop taking caffeine, it has an effect uh, on you. It does have an effect on me for sure. I have to admit that if I stop taking coffee and tea and any caffeinated um, drinks, my personality actually changes. I become another person. I become somebody who is very relaxed and calm and easygoing. And I go from being an extrovert and a type A personality, a go-getter, to being somebody really laid back. And I kind of love myself in that situation, but I don't like to be in that kind of zone for too long. It just doesn't agree with me. I prefer myself with a dose of coffee. And since I was very, very young, I had caffeine in my body. My father is from the Amazon. As you probably know, I'm Brazilian. If you're following this podcast or you follow me on social media, you know this. And my dad is actually from the Amazon region, which is quite unusual. There's not a lot of people that I know from that area. And um, Guarana has been part of his diet for a long time. And his uncle used to send Guarana powder to us on the south of Brazil. We lived near Sao Paulo. And dad, bless his heart, we were very young. I remember being probably maybe seven age. This was before we moved to America. So yes, the seven or eight-year-old, he would get like half a teaspoon of Guarana powder and mix with half a glass of water and give it to my sister and I before we went to school. Now, I don't know if, if that's recommended or not. Remember, this was in the 70s. Things were very different back then. And it tasted like clay, I remember very clearly. And I first I didn't like it, but then I really, I really liked the taste and I really liked the energy that it gave me. And also I started drinking, drinking coffee with milk at a very early age. So I know that in most Anglo-Saxon um, countries, even in Brazil, young children will eat, will drink coffee with chocolate, like hot chocolate or, you know, cold. Um, I, I said coffee, I meant milk, milk with chocolate. So hot chocolate or cold milk and chocolate powder. I used to drink coffee with milk and sugar. I remember that very clearly. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the taste of it. My sister never did. I'm not sure if my sister drinks coffee at all. I don't think she ever really enjoyed the taste, but I really did enjoy the taste. I've always wanted coffee. I also think it made me feel like I was an adult and I really loved 
you know, that sort of feeling of hanging out with my grandmother and her friends and drinking coffee with them. And yeah, like I, I really enjoy that. I remember that clearly. So yeah, no, I am an addict to caffeine. And I know that a lot of people are and a lot of people take coffee without a strategy to it. And even though I'm saying coffee can help you with your interview and as part of your career um, in, in how you respond to stressful situations that are coming up, it can definitely be problematic, right? If you take too much of it, if you take it at the wrong time, if you decide to go cold turkey when you in fact need it, I think it's very important to manage your caffeine intake. And um, I will invite you to consider that. In fact, I will link all of these sort of, not all, but some of the research that I have followed and sometimes I share with my clients, I will link them to the episode show notes so you can have a read as well. I should point out that not all researchers are convinced that caffeine raises cognitive performance above the normal level. There are a minority of um, researchers that believe that taking caffeine will simply overcome the drop in performance that results from the caffeine withdrawal in people who are used to taking coffee every day. I mentioned that before, and I think you should take that into account as well. There are definitely many different ways to manage stress. I like to talk to my clients that call me for consultations and discuss caffeine intake with them because I only have an hour, an hour and a bit to help them with their interviews. And I know that most people drink coffee or tea and that is usually, you know, a good conversation to have for about five minutes of that time so that I can give them some tips on how to manage their caffeine intake to help them with an interview. And I'm going to give you all of those tips now. So some of my favorite studies that I have read are from the Australian Defense Force here in Australia um, and also from the university I used to work for, Monash University. Monash has a lot of very interesting research, not only um, in regards to coffee, but also sleep. They have a, a wonderful sleep institute uh, called BASE, and they also do a lot of research on IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. All those um, issues tend to play up when you're stressed, and Monash is world class in that type of research. So the time I spent there, um, I investigated a lot. I was able to sit doing presentations when those academics and researchers were presenting to football teams and athletes. Um, and I was very lucky to be in the room. So all of that. And I also um, attended some meetings with um, the Australian Defence during my time at Monash. So that gave me some great insight, which I now use to help my clients during my coaching session, my group coaching sessions and my one-on-one -on -one consultations. So um, these will be linked below for you to have a look. And um, I'm going to address some of the findings here for you as well in adapting them to interview situations which are different from um, how athletes and the military would adapt those uh, findings. So I believe there is little room for doubt that caffeine can greatly help 
you, at least in some aspects of your cognitive performance, particularly following sleep deprivation, right? And I know that many people struggle with their sleep before an important interview or an important meeting. And, you know, I would recommend those moderate doses of caffeine, not high doses, but moderate doses of caffeine. And I think that it is beneficial to your performance during a job interview if you are strategic about how you take your coffee. In fact, if you are job hunting or even if you are, you know, having a a difficult time at work or you know you're going to go through a very sort of, you know, high pressure, stressful um, change or project that will last a few weeks or even a month, it will be interesting for you to also consider um, some of the ideas that I'm going to share with you now. Now, it's not just about coffee. Coffee is my preferred way of uh, taking in caffeine. And some people might prefer black tea, And, you know, if you don't like the taste of coffee or tea, I will discuss with you some options, um, specifically uh, chewing gums that you can use to get that dose of caffeine in your body. Um, So don't worry, I have options for you and I will discuss um, all of them today. And Look, there is also the option of not taking any caffeine at all. Some people don't like it and I will give you some options for that as well. So according to the Caffeine Informer, which is a website, you can find them online, energy drinks have 80 to 200 milligrams of caffeine. And I'm talking here about the Red Bulls and some other caffeine drinks and brands that you can find um, in your country. That is pretty much the size of a Starbucks tall. And I'm using Starbucks because there are lots of Starbucks all over the world. So tall is the smallest of the cups that Starbucks uses. So in Australia, that would be like the normal size here in Australia. Or maybe the large size here in Australia would be the equivalent to a star- Starbucks toll. <laughs> I find that in America, everything is so big and the toll is the smallest. Imagine that. Um, and in Australia, the toll is probably our largest if you go out for a takeaway coffee. So I would recommend that um, the Starbucks toll as our you know, caffeine intake here that I'll be talking about. The equivalent of that would be two cans of Coke. Now, I do not recommend you drinking Coke before a job interview, okay? Um, All of the uh, sparkling drinks could be Coke, could be sparkling water, or even if you don't drink caffeine, you decide to take and drink a a Sprite. Um, I do not recommend anything that has the sparkling taste to it because you're going to be burping during your interview. And that's an absolute no-no. So avoid Coke and stick with either tea or coffee or chewing gum. Now, you can buy chewing gum, I believe, online. I have never used caffeine chewing gum before, but you can find what they call the military grade chewing gum. 
The only thing that I would recommend if you decide to buy the chewing gum, and by the way, you can buy them in different flavors like mint and, and you know, those sort of spearmint flavors. And, and that might be a solution if you don't like the taste of coffee or tea. But try them first because they will take effect much sooner than a uh, coffee cup. So if you drink coffee, it will take about 30 to 60 minutes for it to take effect. If you take a, if you chew a chewing gum, it will be between 10 to 20 minutes, right? So, and it can be quite a spike in energy. Um, And I will link below a video of somebody testing a chewing gum and you can see that the guy is sweating and he's speaking very fast. I don't know if that's for the video and the whole effect of it. Um, But it just made me think that it's something that you should probably test beforehand because you want to have total control over, you know, how you present yourself doing a job interview and you don't want the chewing gum to kind of make you too um, restless and definitely you don't want to be all sweaty. So um, one cup of tall Starbucks would be the equivalent of two caffeine gums. So you would have to chew two of them and that and you can buy them in many flavors. And that would also be equivalent to one Red Bull, like a small Red Bull, um, if you have those energy drinks available to you and if you prefer this. So my youngest son and um, a couple of people I know love things like Red Bull. I don't like the taste of it, so I never really got into Red Bull at all. But I know that they do and they use that when they're studying, when they're um yeah, getting ready for work, I see them drinking Red Bulls. Not a big fan of that. But if that's something that you enjoy, you can try that as well. So how do I recommend my clients use coffee? First of all, if you know your interview or your important meeting is coming up in a few days, drink coffee in the morning all the way up to midday, but avoid coffee or any caffeinated drink in the afternoons because you really need your sleep and it's important for you to understand that chances are you are going to struggle a little bit with your sleep if some of that anxiety and stress gets in the way as you prepare for your interview. So avoid in the afternoon. Now, if you have on the day of your interview, you wake up and your interview is in the morning, wake up and have your cup of coffee and then have another cup of coffee an hour before your interview, right? Now, if your interview is in the afternoon, let's say your interview is at 4 p.m., you wake up and you have a cup of coffee in the morning, have another one at midday, and then you have another one 30 minutes before your interview, I would recommend that. That's really important because, um, like I said, normally on average, people will struggle with their sleep. So waking up and having that coffee in the morning will help them with alertness and, you know, using the day to prepare, using the day to do some exercise um, and other activities. And then having another one at midday is really important too. And another one, 
30 minutes before the interview begins is also very important. Especially after the pandemic, people are having interviews at very odd times because they are interviewing for jobs overseas, they are interviewing for opportunities. I don't know if that's happening to you and if you're seeing that, but you know, the world now is your oyster, right? So I do have clients that are interviewing for jobs that are not in the country where they live. And I have had clients with interviews happening at 11 p.m. at night, for example, even midnight, because they're being interviewed by somebody based in another country. And that's very common. Um, as an example, Amazon is, you know, the sort of company that even if you are in Australia, let's say, and you're going to work for Amazon in Australia, you might be interviewed by somebody based in, in America or in India. You really never know. So I find that very challenging. Personally, if I was being interviewed at 11 p.m. at night, I would be very worried. So I would have coffee in the morning. I would have a coffee at midday and then I would have another coffee 30 minutes before the interview. So if it, the interview is at 11 p.m. at night, I would have a coffee around 10.30. And yes, maybe you won't sleep well that night, but gosh, it will really help you with alertness and making sure that you're not sleepy because normally by that time your body's just shutting down, your batteries are low, so you really need to um, make sure that you use all the tools and resources you have available to perform and be alert and at your best even if an interview is at 11 p.m. at night. Let's say you don't drink coffee anymore right? Um, look, I've made a mistake. Um, last week, I was traveling and I saw a lovely shop selling organic um, groceries and I bought a bag of decaf coffee, <laughs> thinking it was proper coffee. And I'm like, oh no, what do I do now? So I decided to use that decaf coffee as an experiment because there there is research, in fact, done by Monash University and the University of Toronto that has found that the placebo effect of coffee can heighten arousal, ambition and focus in, in people, you know, without them actually consuming the beverage. So if they smell it, if they drink decaf, that may have a placebo effect. And you know, placebo effect is, in fact, very real. And I thought, okay, let's give this a go. I don't know that it worked for me because I, the placebo effect for it to work, you have to think that what you're drinking is actually coffee with caffeine and I already knew it wasn't. <laughs> so uh, I have to say the decaf coffee I bought smelled really great. It tasted really good too, but by midday I was not feeling myself. I wasn't feeling like how I normally do. Usually I wake up, I don't drink any coffee um, until 9, 9.30 a.m. And then I do drink um, 
two cups of black coffee. They're weak. It's a weak coffee. I don't drink too much coffee every day. Um, again, you know, so that I can maintain a, a, a tolerance, a, a low tolerance to caffeine and I can boost it if I need to. And also because th that's all I need really to get me going. At 9.30, I do a weak French plunger um, and I drink that entire thing. So it's usually two, two and a half cups of coffee, but it's weak black coffee. And um, it's kind of unusual for an Australian, but not unusual for a Brazilian. Brazilians don't really like very, very strong espresso coffee. Uh, they like it a bit more mild and smooth. So I drink that coffee and I drank the decaf and it didn't work for me. By midday, I needed another um, stronger, proper coffee. So I gave up on the decaf. I'm having it here now in case I have a guest visiting who <laughs> prefers decaf. And I do have a few friends that drink decaf, but it's not for me. But look, it may work for you. So if you can't take coffee anymore, but you really like the smell of it, consider doing the decaf placebo and see if that works for you. If you don't like coffee at all, but you can take caffeine, I would recommend that you um, buy and then test the chewing gums because they don't taste like coffee. They they have, you know, different um, proper chewing gum taste like peppermint and that may be a good option for you. But remembering that they will come into effect much quicker, 10 to 20 minutes and it's kind of a big spike. So I would recommend that you get used to the chewing gum and not use it when you have a big interview coming up. Don't use it for the first time when you have a big interview coming up. And what if you really don't like any of these options at all? Then the best thing that I would recommend for you to make sure that you are alert and and you can perform at your highest level and you do, cannot tolerate caffeine, go outside and go for a walk an hour before your interview. Go for um, go outside, not indoors. Go outside and go for a walk. Go outside, um, even if it's at 10.30 p.m. at night, I would do that. Um, if you are doing an interview in the evening, I would use light Make sure that you are, you know, in a place that's very well lit so that you are alert and awake for those late night interviews that you may have. And the other option that you can try is cold showers, right? So <laughs> cold showers are in vogue. They're trending at the moment. A lot of people are taking them and uh, that's maybe an option for you. Um, not very practical unless you work from home. But again, it's one of those things that can keep you alert. And remember, it's it's a job interview. You are going to do that and then you don't need to do that anymore. If cold showers is not something that you want to do regularly, I'm trying to build myself up to include that as part of my routine. I'll be discussing my my daily routine, my daily high performance routine. Again, I've done a life coaching session once about it and it was really popular. So I'm planning to do a, another one in a few weeks time. And cold showers is like, oh, 
do I have to? <laughs> But maybe it will be a good idea. Now, it's also important to note this, that the cognitive altering effects of coffee were more prevalent in people from Western countries because coffee is more popular in Western countries and they are uh, correlated with energy and focus and high performance and ambition. So even if you drink caffeine in the Eastern countries, it's not really because you want to wake up in the morning and, you know, those sort of things that we have associated coffee and caffeine with in Western culture. Coffee was also associated more with high performance and arousal uh, than tea. You would have to drink, I should have said this before, but you would have to drink two cups of black tea um, to be equivalent of one tall Starbucks cup of coffee. So there is more caffeine in coffee than tea, about two to one. So it would be two cups of tea. And one thing that I would recommend that you drink less of when you're drinking your coffee is milk. Because too much milk, if you're drinking milk every time you have to drink coffee, that will be a lot of lactose in your tummy. And I mentioned before, you know, irritable bowel syndromes, but, you know, lactose is probably not a good idea if you're going for an interview, <laughs> um, unless you have a very good tolerance to, to milk, dairy, lactose, but it can kind of, you know, not be very good for your tummy and you don't want to sit in an interview and not feel, you know, that you're 100% and I find that milk definitely doesn't agree with me. I know it doesn't agree with a lot of people. So I drink my coffee black. But even if you have milk with your coffee or tea, try to have less of it. So that will definitely help. Um, I hope that you have enjoyed this interesting, um, I think it is, I think it's an interesting take on interview preparation. A lot of people, when they're talking about interview preparation, they talk about behavioral questions and cognitive questions and how to answer questions. But honestly, you're not going to be able to do any of that if you're not rested and you're not alert. So think about that first before you start working on your questions and how you're going to answer them. Everyone, thanks so much for joining one more episode of the Job Hunting Podcast. And I look forward to seeing all of you join again next week when we're going to be discussing executive presence during a job interview. Another favorite topic of mine. And I hope that you join me then. Don't forget that I have a free career development resource for you when you sign up for my newsletter and you can access those career resources by going to renatabernardi.com forward slash join. There's a link on the episode show notes as well if you forget or can't spell my name. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you found it. Give it a five-star review, like it, or even better, write as a review on iTunes if that's where you are right now. We love when we have reviews written by listeners. It makes my day. Thanks so much once again. And until next time. Bye.